So welcome to It's Not A Man's World podcast, our final one of the season. All the fun we have had as we've explored in depth, some would say men dealing with relationships in the modern world. We drifted off topic occasionally from that initial message or hello to developing a blossoming romance all the way down to the times of sheer lust and desire. The voices you'll hear come from, let's say, different measurements of the love thermometer. I'm Dan and I've been pretty much in relationships for the last 13 years. I've had my fair share of good and bad experiences along the way. I'm joined by my old university flatmate, Tom. I've known him for over 10 years and he's currently facing the challenge of the ever-changing dating world. He would regard himself as properly single. Hopefully by season two, I'm going to be able to say my old university. Hopefully I'll actually be able to say that right. Uh, And later on, we're going to be joined by two more lads who can further demonstrate how useless you are in the game <laughs> of love. Oh, mate, what a, what a series it's been, eh? We've had joy, we've had fun, and I'm still pretty much a single mum. Update, I hear on the grapevine, correct me if I'm wrong, Go on. that you've been dabbling on a little bit of Bumble. Yeah, yeah. Been Is dab- a little would bit you of... say dabble's the right word to use? <laughs> I would say rumble on Bumble. Um, but yeah, been having a been having a good time. Uh, had a couple of swipe rights, opening okay. up a couple of conversations. You know, like the football transfer market. Just uh, putting my feeders out there, see, seeing what's available, and uh, progress has been made. Progress. What would you yeah, regard I, as progress? Give us give us the stone cold details here. I don't like that sound. Yeah. When you ask for stone cold Any details. Any progress on that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that far yet, mate. Uh, just a little hellos, how are yous? Um, funny enough, going back to the first episode, we uh, we obviously were speaking about, you know, is uh, hello good enough? Turns out for women it is, because I will answer. There's your answer. Okay, so she started the conversation. Oh, because Bumble, the girl starts. Yeah, yeah, because on Bumble, the girl starts, because I'm a bit of a chicken and don't, and would you, don't and use would Tinder you, that much. And would you say you've taken things you've to say things you've learned seems a bit <laughs> because like what have, what have we learned from this but things that we've discussed hey, hey 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 we've learned a lot mate i mean i personally speaking i've learned a lot maybe not so much yourself since you're quite happily in a relationship for many years but uh from my perspective yeah i've been trying to use our our words of advice and wisdom we've been given to the audience you know don't be hypocritical and say what you won't actually do yourself so yeah, it's been it's been going it's been going all right. So just having a very gentle conversation so far. Nothing too intense like fisting and um, other items of sexual congress. I haven't shown them it yet. Then uh, that's definitely a series two uh, <laughs> episode right there. I like what you're doing here. You leave them with a cliffhanger. That's what you do. You leave them with a cliffhanger, and they're like, <laughs> "Will he? Won't he? Will he send the dick pic?" That's how we're going to keep them hooked for season two coming yes. out later yes. this fall. I hear that you've also started watching Too Hot to Handle. Of course, that was the yes, latest mate. in a long line of reality dating love shows that are out on Netflix or TV here yeah. in the UK. Um, and you've, you've, you've caught a little bit of it. What did you think? I tell you what, not only caught a bit of it, I watched the whole series already, Dan. So you've watched I was more that... than The Girlfriend. <laughs> oh, have I? Have I While I'm recording this podcast, yeah. while we're recording this podcast, She's about six or seven deep. Oh wow! Well, I managed to uh, managed to finish episode eight last night. Okay. It's uh, it's an interesting ending. I won't say any more than that. 
to not ruin the surprise. But then saying that, this will be this will be out on Friday, so she'll already know potentially. But uh, yeah, I I thought it was Love Island on crack, basically. What that's that, to put on the posters? <laughs> that's what they should have done. I mean, I've, I've already heard it's already outdone Tiger King in terms of watches. But um, yeah, I like a few of the characters in it. Like we said last week, would I? Uh, hold off sex for money I think I would but judging by a few of the lack of intelligent people in there they're going to lose a hell of a lot of money I like how you said it was like Love Island on crack suggesting that the idea of giving these people crack cocaine the world would end like <laughs> give them crack cocaine and hey, just look. watch them run into the sea <laughs> look come on the world's, the world's currently ended so you might as well have a bit of extra fun why not add crack into the occasion for it you know what's um, entertained me over the last few weeks, obviously, when we've been um, still living this lockdown life um, yes. and we're all trying to abide by the rules and rightly so with the, uh, the coronavirus pandemic sweeping still across the globe and everyone rightly so is putting the health of themselves and those closest to them first and foremost. But what I've really enjoyed is watching people either trying to cut or trim their own hair so like a lockdown look. Have you, have you seen about this? Or like, or getting yeah, a partner yeah. that you live with, the one person you live with, to kind of do a real yeah. DIY botch job of like your fringe or the, or the back of your hair. <laughs> yeah. The girlfriend has been trying to persuade me that she's up to the task for about two weeks now. We're actually oh, wow. for the first time talk, recording this so we can see each other. How would you assess yeah. my mop and facial hair at this moment in time and out of 10 how necessary is it that maybe i give in to the girlfriend and let her go mad with a pair of scissors you know what i'm, I'm gonna be brutally honest here i think i've never seen you look like such a hobo we had three years together in uni so i'm gonna i'm gonna say a polite nine there mate i'm gonna say have a have a trim have a trim get yourself nice and fresh for the whatever weeks we've got left of lockdown do you know anyone that has took the plunge and allowed their significant other to give them a give them a cut no no i haven't seen anyone yet but then that might be out of embarrassment in terms of actually showing the results i actually funny enough before uh, before we started recording i had, I had an offer from my mum and dad to cut my hair now i don't know if they meant at the same time both do it to my head if so that's that's not happening but uh if if it Isn't does, your dad go... also hard of hard of hard of sight. Any, he... <laughs> just go. Wow. Just 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 follow the voice. Follow the voice. Well, he does <laughs> call me his beautiful daughter, so yeah, potentially. But <laughs> yeah, so I might be joining you soon in a little bit of a trim and see how we get on. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if the results are that bad, I'm definitely not putting it up all on my social media. No chance. I see again. You're trying the lockdown facial hair. <laughs> yeah, can you see? Can you see the pathetic excuse? Have we not learned our lessons? No, well, well, you're you're the only person to see me outside of my family for the last couple of weeks, so <laughs> and maybe so, and, and maybe Raquel on Bumble soon as well. You know, if you play, hey, uh, yeah, right. yeah. Well, she has. Has she asked for shots yet? No, not quite yet. We're getting there. We're getting there. Building up to but, the photo. Yeah, I'll definitely have to have a shave at that point. Yes. Both upstairs and downstairs. I like that. I like that. It was very good. See, you're like, he's, he's building the game, building the skyscraper. It looks nothing like a skyscraper. He finally showed me. I just don't want Raquel to get excited for the wrong reasons. Look, what Raquel doesn't know at the moment doesn't harm her. Yeah, because your skyscraper won't either. Um, for the final time this 
season then. Our topic is actually going to be about giving you this week for the final one of the season to give a little more on what we've discussed previously and rather than focusing on a certain topic to kind of give an overview with very soon the opinions of some other individuals some other chats what, what did you want to call the podcast this week i'll tell you what i wanted to call it don't i wanted to call it four in a pod and and the name was so good i only had to be remembered on the twice on the second time asking. <laughs> all the good ideas are like forgot about and then you remember them somewhere down the line <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I do well, mate. Have a good idea. Leave it for about six months. Time now to introduce two lads that we know very well. These two live with Tom and I at university. We tackled all those challenges you faced during that time of your life together. First, we've got our mate Phil. He's the only lad that thought bringing a waistcoat to university as a fashion accessory was a good idea. Very quickly, Phil could not fit into said fashion accessory. <laughs> Thank, thanks to that. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought I'm, I'm going to uni. I want to make an impression. I'll look smart. Three months later, I had to throw it away. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say then. Um, we've also got our mate John. He's a, John is a pretty articulate individual who seems to lose all common sense when a semi-attractive woman in, is in his vicinity. He's so no, well known for his Irish exits that any chance of seeing her back door and he's straight out of the clubs. Boys, <laughs> very, a very good evening. How are we? <laughs> Not bad, Dan. Thanks to those lovely introductions. Yeah. I can't take full oh, credit yeah. for them. I can't take full credit for them. This is a team effort on It's Not A Man's World podcast. I, should, I, should ask I don't you know boys, who helped you. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, the words, you're the wordsmith between us. Phil, how are you finding love in isolation? Uh, that is a good question. It's not, for, it's not that I haven't been trying. I think that simply at this moment in time, with the way that the world is, the way the country is, I think there are higher priorities at the moment. Like, Then you get in your end away. Yeah, yeah I, because obviously you can't really, you can't it's all about the conversation now you can't actually really go and see anything so there wouldn't be anything physical for a while so i think at the moment for me personally it's taken a bit of a backseat i haven't really been trying very hard since this uh pandemic started working on yourself like tom's been working on himself for 10 years <laughs> 32 years work, <laughs> and it's working really well uh, John, uh, it's good that John can join us. We know plenty about John. We, we've enjoyed we've enjoyed some times with John. Um, but John, it's probably not the most poignant question to ask John, Tom, is it? That is he having luck in isolation? Because John is not a big fan of dating apps at all. No, I've no, heard. I'm I've heard. What's your thoughts on the dating apps, then, pal? Oh, I'm I'm anti dating apps. I am. Um... I stopped using them a long, long time ago, purely because I wasn't getting much joy off of them. I found that they was consuming a lot of my time, and yeah, I just uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of them. So we started the podcast for John's sake years ago. <laughs> yeah. What, so, what, what do you mean, like no luck? Could you be bothered luck? with them? Um, I probably was going into them a little bit half-heartedly to begin with because I, um, 
I don't know. I the, just the thought of meeting someone um, online. Um, it just didn't really appeal to me. And I think the reason why I was going into it that way was because I think I was just generally looking for a hookup. And I did have a few of those. And um, Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. But um, we remember we were in the room over I, when you were having them. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, on numerous occasions, like you'd go, you take them out sort of London somewhere, a few drinks. And by the time you know it, you've ended up spending two to 300 quid. Um, so that, you that was a bit of a, Where is he um, drinking from? Champagne, always... of course. <laughs> <laughs> Only the finest. <laughs> First impressions. I've completely given up on them, but I, I, I can see why people, but I just think they lack, it, it's kind of like, it lacks imagination and creativity. And I think there's better ways of um, going about introducing yourself to someone. Uh, and there's so many social spheres out there that you can delve into and interact with um, and associate yourself with to meet people um, and build friendships. And I'd rather do it that way than kind of meet someone who's a bit random and then you've got to bring them into your social circle and you've got to get into theirs. And I, I, no, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of them. John is an old romantic. John always, when he would across the nightclub dance floor and he'd meet eyes with a certain girl, one thing was always going to happen. That girl was going to leave either with him or leave the nightclub <laughs> to get away from him. <laughs> and I've got an opinion uh, on, would, I, would you say that Phil, Tom, is too much of a romantic? For, for dating for the dating apps to be his way of going like we've known phil we've all known each other for the whole for the like the 10 years and phil mm. might correct me if i'm wrong i don't remember phil being a big one night stand person i remember the one time that no. he did have a one night stand <laughs> i almost i almost broke my ankle tripping over <laughs> high heels just inside our front doorstep <laughs> <laughs> and he knows my opinion on that night. He knows that he knows he should have done. He should, he should have acted differently on that evening. Would I've you never say, heard you say anything about that. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, what was your views on it? And and what what are your like main kind of examples of when it has gone well, Phil, or or, or has not? Um, I think it is a bit true what you say. I've never really been that sort of one night kind of guy. I've always, like yourself, from my uh, sort of mid-teens to my mid-twenties, I was always in relationships. And mm. since since then to now, it's actually the longest time I've ever been single. With these sort of dating apps, after the breakdown of my longest and most serious relationship, what you guys all knew about, mm -hmm. purely as a sort of release, I guess, because, you know, after that breakdown of that relationship, which was four years, um, you know, I needed to try something new. And I did meet a couple of people on there, but the majority of it were, I would say, pretty horrific experiences. Well, go on, then. Yeah. We love horrific experiences. <laughs> okay. Horrific experiences okay, are, our meat and, are our bread and butter here. We've been pushing this whole time, this whole first season for the old... Chatting to, chatting to a guy or chatting to a girl and you turn up and they look completely different. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Oh, go on. Give us the details. Does that happen to you? Wow. I, I'll come back to that story in a little bit. I just need to tell you about my... <laughs> the, the first ever time I, I met up with someone from 
from one of the apps. So we've been chatting for a good maybe three weeks, I think three, four weeks. Um, and we went and we met up first time. She actually was who she was in the picture and, you know, age and height. Sometimes they'll say that they're like five foot one, but they're actually six foot one. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> classic. Anyway. Tom can tell um, you a foot means a lot. It does, particularly when they beat so, you at the near post. <laughs> so, so we actually we actually hit it off really well. I had a really good night. I paid for everything that night. There was no discussion also Generally. about if, if we should half and half it. I just, you know, paid mm -hmm. for everything. It was not a cheap night at all. I remember it coming to total maybe about three hundred pounds. Uh, she was a she was a Kiwi girl, and she was over here. Um, I can't remember if it was for like a work experience placement or if she was here for studying. Came to the end of the night, uh, wasn't sure, you know, what we're going to do after this. Um, so she said that she was going to go home, and I was going to go home as well. So that was fair enough. And I said, "Am I going to see you again?" And she said to me, um, oh, I'm flying, I'm going home. I'm going home in two days' time. And I asked, oh, so where, where's home? So where's home? And she said, oh, home is in Wellington, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> so the conclusion of this first experience was that she was just in it to get a free date, to be wine dine for a night, not have to pay anything. And then so she could just leave, no strings attached. So oh, that was that was a great first experience. Give us your can thoughts. I just say, can I just say what a fucking bitch. What an absolute fucking bitch. <laughs> Should we be setting like a price limit on first date? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Not a bad show. Not a bad show. What, what sort of sal salary cap are we talking here, gents, for, <laughs> yeah, for, a, for a first date? I'd say, I'd say no more than 150 quid if you're enjoying yourself. I think it's very easy as well for people to become, uh, to be manipulated by other people that they talk to on that. And John, yeah. what, what would you say for you from the real good first dates you've had with people? What do you think has been really important to make the first date into the second, third, and then go from there, really? A lot of alcohol. Um... <laughs> Think responsibly, um, I must say that. I think if you can kind of get intimate on the first date, I think if you can taste what her lips are, uh, tasting what? like... Souls, souls, what lips? Well, if it's the first, if, if it's both, then you've done very well. Um, <laughs> especially after the consumption of alcohol. <laughs> um, I think you don't want to be too timid and, and, and laid back with it. At the same time, you don't want to be too forward and fast-paced. You kind of want to get the balance right, I imagine. Um, when I just, I just recall, um, I, I used to be on a POF, Plenty of Fish, and uh, the first date, um, I went out, uh, I took a gal out uh, to, was to see Jimmy Carr. We snuck a bottle of champagne from the reception area in the hall uh, of this, um, you know, theatre in Croydon into uh, the, the seating area. Obviously, you weren't allowed glass or, or bottles of drinks up there. 
So she snuck it up in her bag on both of our sides. Do you think she was um, looking for a bad boy, Jonathan? Well, she definitely got one <laughs> that night. No, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know, but she jumped at the idea of going to see Jimmy Carr. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really good night. And um, afterwards, sort of, let's just say uh, money well spent in the end. Uh, so John's the advice. Night and obviously the tickets. And we had a few dates after as well. We had quite a few um, occasions after. She'd come round and watch Star Wars regularly in an Uber cab. It was brilliant. Like for a good four or five months. And then it just fizzled out. After Star Wars, we'd watched all the Star Wars. It was over. <laughs> what else was there left to do? Um, yeah. No more, no more false left. Get, yeah. get them drunk and lay it on them. John Salisbury, mm. ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad we were able to... Lay it on, on like, like a lightsaber. Lay it, lay it on. No. I don't want you to be swinging anything <laughs> their way. I've had enough of that. You're chatting to someone, you turn up to the day, and it's not them. Oh, yeah, that, that, that... So that does lead me to an interesting story, actually. I don't know if you know about this one, actually, but um, police were involved in the end. Well, what? Th- what? threat of police. Keep, keep it within within three involved. minutes if you can. Right, okay. So so there was Did she have a penis? Um, <laughs> okay. I had been talking to this this girl, very pretty Irish girl, um, on I can't remember which app it was. I think it was okay Cupid. Anyway, uh talking for about two weeks and we, and then we discovered that we'd lived fairly close to each other and there was a point where we could meet in the middle um so we eventually did meet up i was waiting it was just outside the tube station i was waiting for her and then someone tapped me on the shoulder and and said hello to me and i had no idea who it was because it was sort of completely different so i said hello and then she introduced herself and said i'm you know who, who I've been talking to for the last couple of weeks. I was like, I, felt, I didn't, I, I have to say, I didn't mention to her at any point or ask her why she was using a fake picture because she was actually quite pretty. She was, she was Irish, so she was truthful about one thing. <laughs> but it was a completely different person. But anyway, at this point, this was just like two months after uh, my long-term relationship had ended and I think it was kind of a bit of a lonely thing at the time Mm -hmm. and you know sort of self-wallowing as well so I decided let's just go with it see what happens and we did have a very good night didn't get home until early the next morning actually might have been afternoon next the next afternoon yeah stayed at hers for the night um, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was something that I needed at the time. Uh, but anyway, we started to keep talking and stuff. But we had never really talked about anything personal. It was a very, very physical thing. Uh, until one day, she turned up at my workplace, despite the fact that I'd never told her where I work. <laughs> what? Um, and I, I, I. By then, I'd been trying to duck her a bit because she was quite <laughs> intense, quite, quite, quite strange, a bit too much for me. So I was trying to do the that sort of just phasing it out a bit. I hadn't 
actually told her like that I didn't want to talk to her or see her again. I thought maybe if I just don't reply to a couple of messages, she might get the idea. But no, she tracked me down to my place of work. Um, this is like, and she found the exact shop, and she even knew the time that it closed and waited for for the shop to close to then come and see me outside of work. Uh, there was a few other things that happened, but I can't really re remember. Or actually, I can't really go into too much detail about it. Well, but in the end, I had to uh, threaten her with a restraining order. Um, oh, and that's a badge of honour, if anything. It was a very, very strange experience. That's a badge yes. of honour, if anything. And Tom then, would love to be able to give a girl a restraining order. And then a couple of years after that happened, um, I was randomly going through my Facebook message requests. You know, sometimes they never show up, so you have to actually go and look. And there was a whole sort of conversation of her just talking to herself. I was saying, hi, how are you? Can we meet up? Can we go and see the rugby together? Uh, <laughs> it was it was very, very strange. I, I have no... I've, I've luckily I've not run into her at all, even though she she lives or she did used to live quite close to me. So luckily I haven't bumped into her at all because I think that would be a very very weird meeting. Now Tom, oh, yeah, we, we we've we have I think got better at the whole advice thing as the first season of the podcast has gone a, gone ahead. Yeah, I would I've, take yeah, from I that. So. I would take from that. Just don't have sex with the mad ones. What would you like <laughs> to take from that? I mean. First of all, I think I'm hoping the reason you haven't seen her is because she's in jail. Um, that that's hopefully the first point of action. Uh, second of all, yeah, that's. That, I mean, I I hadn't heard that story before. We should say, Tom John, yeah. during the time we've known him, brought home a a bevy of interesting, um, different. Psychotic uh, series of women. Bribing. We've um we've had to deal with one or two experiences over the years, Tom, haven't we? Now the favourite <laughs> one that pops out in my mind is um on my twenty-first birthday. Remember oh, when you guys threw me a surprise birthday for my twenty-first birthday? And the the party was still in full swing when about six or seven of us had kind of broke off into the living room to kind of have chats and a few more drinks and just then in the distance you could just hear what sounded like a woman being tom what what, what description would you like compounded <laughs> say kind of, kind of <laughs> stabbed by a, by a sharp instrument um and, and then she went on she went on to just get louder and louder and louder and we should say that the house was full of people, 35, 40 people at that point at the house. <laughs> I, I was going to say more like a cat shrieking when it hits an electric fence or wire or something. And then they just kept going back for more and more. It got even more thrilling as it went on. And she just went to get louder and louder and louder. Um, and uh, it got to a point where our good friend John, even himself said, you need to shut up. I know I'm not that good. <laughs> What do you remember of that day, John? Well, all I can remember is that was her who said that. I was the one making the noises. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, what I, words I, would you uh, use? Uh, alcohol. <laughs> what words would you use to describe 
your your university experience when it came to the the fairer sex? Frightful. Smorgasbord. <laughs> I think one of them was called that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't call it it, Dan. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Long before dating apps were even necessary, our friend John was uh, paving the way. Paving the way. I think now it is time for, with the boys' help, they join us on the podcast, the final one of the season. It's not a man's world podcast. Time now, while the lads are still with us, Tom, that we do a little bit of Dear Dumbass. Those that have just joined us for the final episode of the season, where have you been for the last you know, two months or, whatever, or however long, two and a half months? It's Don't we, worry, they can catch up, mate. We give our own advice on the issues, on the edgy love dilemmas. Yep, it's caught all three of my eyes. Uh, Dear Dumbass, I had amazing online sex with my ex, but I can't dump my man because he owes me money. I'm 31. My partner is 36. We've been together for four years. He got made redundant and decided to start a taxi business. This is the this is the partner. He couldn't get a bank loan, so I lent him two grand that my granddad left me in his will. My boyfriend was very happy being his own boss, but running his taxi business was stressful, and now he's worried about it folding because of the coronavirus crisis. We don't live together, so we are only only able to chat online. He never has much to talk about and I'm tired of always trying to stay positive. I have my own job worries too. My old flame has stayed a good friend now for over the years and is now in a relationship with another woman. He popped up on my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago with a message suggesting we have a chat on social media. We did and he flirted with me I know where this and the is next going. thing we know it got very turned on. I've never had virtual sex before but it was actually pretty amazing. The next day he called and he said he felt bad for cheating, but he doesn't love his girlfriend and she's not the one. I'm confused about his mixed messages. I love my partner, but with my old flame being so fun, it has made me realise how little time and effort my partner gives me. I'm just worried that if I end it, I'll never see my two grand legacy again. I am what? just, give me a second to Google virtual sex, because that doesn't involve sticking something somewhere, does it? Just yep. in, into the camera, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 3D. Yeah. Get your glasses, and in the right lighting, it could look like it's in the same room. Um, <laughs> a woman caught in a really tricky situation because Tom, we spoke about it because of the situation we're in now. You might end up getting stuck with someone in a relationship that you're not on the most solid of uh, footing. Yeah. You're having to spend 99.9 percent .9 of your day together. Um, and it's poking holes in, in what people have at this moment in time. And it's really well, difficult, it, it, isn't it, to keep things positive. If, if, for example, the guy is being himself, he might not be the most positive guy. He might have pressures and stresses, it sounds like, because of work. And normally she'd be able to step away from it and it would be fine. The next day they can come back and, and everything will be fine. They can't do that at this moment in time. Exactly, exactly. Like, like, like we said in the previous um, few episodes, this, this coronavirus outbreak will quite literally break up or make up uh, relationships that, where people are stuck inside together. I think my advice would, for this would be just get a flashlight. You know, just, just enjoy yourself for a bit. You know, have a bit of self-love. Forgive each other. Get, get your two grand and get out. That would be my advice because it doesn't sound like it's going to last after this, that's for sure. Yeah, we start <laughs> owing people money and trying to get money off people. It's difficult. Phil, uh, two-point question. What would you... One, 
what would you advise to this? And two, how many times have you shown your dick to a webcam? Um, well, to answer the second part of your question, it's too many times to mention. Um, she's got to really ask herself, is it worth me being unhappy for the sake of two grand in the end? I don't know, you know, obviously two grand means, can mean a lot more to, from, from one person to the other. So if it really is a case of her being that unhappy and there only being two grand in it, I'd say just cut your losses and go for the happiness rather than the money. John, what are you thinking, mate, on this, on this situation? It's a difficult one because she can't go very far mm. at this moment in time, can she? But, I, but she's, no. she's made an error in judgment and the last thing she wants to do is, um, is continue to do silly things like that. Yeah, massively. Um, I, if I was her, um, I'd stay friends with this guy, um, but cut it off. And if he's got any decency... Cut what off, whatsoever, sorry. Right, okay, just to clarify. Yeah. Um, you might <laughs> have got not, something not. stuck in the flash drive. I, I don't know. Yeah, right, okay. Just wanted to get that clarified. No, no, not, uh, don't cut anything off in terms of objects, uh, but cut the relationship off with him and stay friends. And if he has any decency in him whatsoever, they'll remain friends and he'll pay back that two grand um, thereafter in the, in, in, in the near future. Boys. The advice has been good. The stories have been good. We really appreciate you joining us for the final podcast of the first season. Tom, it's been nice that with, with our two university flatmates, we've been able to stride with a purpose down memory lane. Oh, good, beautiful, mate. Can I, can I just say, it's lovely to have two wise men on the podcast, sharing insightful experiences and also giving proper proper advice to people stuck in dumbass situations quite frankly two wise you know, men did you say did you say wise men? <laughs> john's advice of get them drunk and say. make out with them <laughs> well, i was well, just well, about well. to say i Look, was just about to say there was a time when the word wise and myself wouldn't have been mentioned in the same sentence unless it was unwise of course <laughs> How times, times have changed. changed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Boys, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, problem. buddy. It was really good to see the boys, Tom, wasn't it? How fun was that? Oh, it was good load of fun, actually, mate. Really enjoyed that. I mean, haven't seen their beautiful faces for ooh, at least two weeks now since we last did a house party. Yeah. <laughs> you called some wise men. Hey, look, look, I thought they came up with some, uh, some very logical and sober points to uh to the discussions that we were having particularly around dear dumbass which is always always a bit of a silly scenario anyway i did not know phil had to put a restraining order out on someone that was a great story <laughs> i know i know bloody hell we must bring you the final thoughts of the season from our other regular contributor we've started group workouts in the last few weeks oh, nice in the flat. Nothing more romantic than seeing your significant other trying to touch their toes while Joe Wicks quizzes you on the capitals of the world. It's bringing us close <laughs> together. Oh, I'll be honest. Particularly impressive with a gin in the hand as well. Yeah, and a cigar. <laughs> Perfect. These are the same girls, mighty talented. Anyway, here she is. This, for the final time this season, is the girlfriend. I think it's quite interesting to look in depth at the levels 
of a relationship, so from dating on dating apps or wherever you meet in real life, going on the first date, first kiss, first time you sleep together, and then what's next. It's been quite interesting to look at it and all the levels that people go through and, you know, some people go the normal route and then some people don't, like right now, like this is an unprecedented time and some people will be rushing maybe into living together too soon or even like developing a more emotional connection on a dating app because they can't actually meet weird time i think for dating now because i know a few people who um have moved in together um because obviously the government says you should either move in together or not see each other so there's a lot of people that have moved in together some maybe a couple of months in maybe quite early some not so early and this is you know the sort of pre-move before they actually move in together and then i do know some other people who were dating um someone like very early days um, just one or two dates and then now it's gone to nothing really and it just shows what that person's intentions are maybe beforehand like if you dated someone would you persevere with it in this time if you really thought it was worth fighting for or do you not i think that's quite interesting with coronavirus and everyone in lockdown it just reveals i think a lot about people's real intentions but also how strong the relationships and the bond you're making is i'm impressed with dan and like what he said on the podcast as well especially the episode on rejection because I met him after a time, obviously, he'd been through rejection. And I went through not, like, I went through rejection as well. Um, and it was interesting to have him speak so, sort of, honestly about it. Because it's something people don't like speaking about. Especially especially for him, he was in a long relationship. So I was impressed that he opened up. And actually, some of the advice that I think Dan and Tom gave was really good. Especially in like the most recent episodes, when I think they've got more of a flow into it, and I think yeah, like the advice has been really good. So I think they should invite me on properly and not hide my voice. I do think I have some good points. So I reckon they should maybe put me in the studio when they have a studio, obviously you know social distancing and all that, and maybe I can share my opinion and get my girlmates sharing their opinion i think that'll be an interesting episode for season two a girl's perspective but not just the girlfriend the girlfriend and her friends i think i think that's a that's a shout so it started as a peek behind the curtain and by the end of the first season you heard it there she's planning a takeover an invasion <laughs> build the walls oh dear burn the bridges don't let them any closer <laughs> Is that is that going to be our final bit of advice on this podcast? You go, uh, what, what are you doing in terms of dating? Just burning the bridges, build the walls, just stop them, stop them. This is our podcast. I'm all for occasionally letting the ladies have their say. But she, did you hear that? She's wanting the third seat around the table. No, I'm not <laughs> sure about that. Look, looking for a bigger stake in the podcast, I think. Yeah, We're going to have big, to... Uh... A bigger slab of the pie. Yeah, we're going to have to reduce those gin levels, that's for sure. Yeah, she's going to have to get on the uh, on the pay structure if she's wanting more, more <laughs> out the back end. But impressed with some of the feedback and uh, impressed by some of the advice we've been giving Tom. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ra- I'm rather pleased about that, to be honest. I think also as well, we've got to big up the girlfriend. She's been giving some sound advice as well. 
you know, as much as we are two handsome young men who give our opinions every week, it's always good to get an opinion from a different person who's not in the same sort of situation as us. And the girlfriend certainly provides that week in, week out with a very dulcet tones. Feels like a good way to finish, mate. It feels like a good way to finish our first season. Uh, many thanks to everyone that has supported the first season of this podcast, shared it, reviewed it, enjoyed it at any point. Tom and I are hugely grateful. We've really enjoyed making it, haven't we? Oh, it's been brilliant, mate. Thank you to everyone who's listened, from the tiny man around the corner shop to the CEO, who I know has listened once. Um, I won't say who. I know, I know. It's, it, it's been amazing um, really enjoyed it I hope everyone else has enjoyed our, our thoughts as well it's, it's been fun though. we're, uh, we're going to take a break now we're going to go away we're going to come up with some new ideas for the second season we're going to try and get Tom hitched Ooh. at the very least we're going to try and get you laid <laughs> in, in that time away Tom well first of all we've got to be let out of the house once we let out the house, that's it. I'm basically following where my penis takes me. And that could be down some sort of canal. I, th- I think that's got the makings of a real strong feature for the second season. <laughs> sure has, sure has. We'll be back later this year then. We'll say later this year. For now, you can enjoy our previous episodes of the entire first season. You can enjoy all the episodes on Acast and Apple Podcasts. Please continue to subscribe, to review the podcast as well. Let us know what you've enjoyed. Maybe what you'd like to hear more of as well. Either email us at itsnotamansworldpodcast.gmail.com or drop us a tweet at notamanspodcast. We live in a world, Tom, which we, which we must accept constructive criticism. Absolutely. And if you've got nothing nice to say, do one. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you very soon. See ya.